Thanks, Nate. Oh, my gosh. I don't know about you, but I feel just like a refreshing kind of just, I don't know, yeah, a piece, like a miss, like a dew. Is that, that's a good word? Like, you know, in morning there's like dew and you're just like laying in it. I just sense that right now. Um, and so I just want to share a little bit of what God's been putting on my heart. Um, and I tried to make it super short, um, but it ended up kind of being like a sermon. So I'm going to share a little bit, and then maybe next time this summer I can preach on it or something, Paul? <laughs> Just saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so first off, I know we've been talking about revival and healing, especially healing in the Holy Spirit. And so... Um, I have this song that's been on my heart this pa- like the past couple months, just playing it in my car over and over. Um, it's called I Am Healed, and it's by uh, the church that I go to called River Valley. Um, and I just wanted to just play it. And if we could maybe just like worship one more time just to this song. It's not that long. Um, and And yeah, so just talking about, you know, how God is a God of healing, and he wants to heal us. Bye. Thanks for not staying for my message. Just kidding. Bye. <laughs> that was a joke. You guys can laugh. <laughs> Hi, Levi. I'm preaching or talking, but you can sit by Karen or on the couch. Oh, okay. Good to see you, man. <laughs> I've known Levi since 2006. You go way back. Way back. Yeah, um, and so, yeah, the songs is talking about healing, and I just thought it was just appropriate for, you know, what we've been talking about, especially, like, you know, for revival and God moving, and, you know, when God moves, healing moves, and people get set free, people get delivered, chains are broken, and so, um, let me know if when you, if you, that's right. Yeah, it's live recording, so that's why there's clapping and stuff, but, yeah, I mean, could we just like maybe just stand up and just kind of just dive in because I'm really feeling this and it's been on my heart and I've been kind of like excited to share and so yeah and it did have lyrics but maybe they didn't come up or, or, or whatever but um, yeah just like receive you know you can put your hands up you can move around you can
part, it's not just lyrics, it's a declaration. So you guys can just sing it out. Just receive it, God. So that song's been on my heart the past couple months. Um, just like in my life, y- you guys can sit down. Uh, thank you for worshiping. That's one of my favorite songs. It's so powerful and profound. Yeah, and so um, just a little bit. Um, and I don't want to preach, but <laughs> I got that, that like urge to like, go on. <laughs> okay, so I don't know about you guys, but like, who deals with, like, your future and, like, you know, struggling, like, where am I, who am I going to marry if you're single? Where am I going to live if you're out of college or whatever? Where, wh- like, where should I be right now in, in, like, in, like, your stage of life? Um, I know that's kind of been happening for me, you know. Um, my birthday was last month and I turned 26. Woohoo! Uh, thank you. Um, and, <laughs> and, um, I was a little bit worried just, like, about, like, okay, like, this is, like, a next step. Like, 
I'm in my late twenties. This is weird. Um, and like you know, everything that comes with that, you know, like health insurance, and not, I'm not on my parents anymore. Like, where am I gonna get health insurance and stuff like that? And then just like you know, the whole job situation. Uh, I mean, I work at the YMCA, and it, uh, it's a great job. I love it. Right, Sarah? Um, as you can tell, my gym closed for today. Um, but <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, just really like not trying to overthink everything, not trying to you know, make something happen that isn't maybe the right time, maybe isn't the right um, season or the right people or whatever, um, even the job. And so, um, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. you guys all know that scripture probably. Um, I have it on here. Uh, who knows it, if you can, like, recite it. For you, not harm. Yeah, there you go. That's like that's like my theme or life verse, you know, not to worry, not to um you know, that, that I do have like a hope and a future. And so, um that's just something that's been on my heart. Um and also, you know, I got two other verses that are kind of like about that um Proverbs 3 3 5 uh trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on your own, on your on your own understanding. And so, like, I can trust God with everything, you know, finances, relationships, um, broken relationships, um, in my future, you know, like, God, I do know I'm going to get married. Maybe it's not this season. Maybe it's coming up. Maybe, you know, God's working on me with some stuff. Maybe later down the road I'll get married and stuff like that. Um, but really just trusting him. And then Matthew seven eleven. um, if you then know you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give, give good gifts to those who ask him? And so, like, really, like, thinking, like, okay, Lord, you know, it's not, I'm not trying to make something happen. Like, I want you to make it happen. Like, I want you to, in your timing, I want you just to come in and everything and take control and take charge. Um, and so... Yeah, that's been happening just in my life, just with, like, relationships, even, like, with family. Like, you know, there's some um, bridges that are kind of burned in the past, but now they're kind of resurfacing. And, like, there's some restoration coming. There's some, like, bricks being planted, um, whatever. And so that's just that's just been really cool. And also just um, a little short thing. Um, do you guys know, like, the story about Job? Job? Job. 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 Same thing. Um, yep. <laughs> And how, like, God is so faithful to the end, even with, like, Job. And, you know, he lost his kids. Um, he lost his wife. He lost all of his riches, you know, all, like, his sheep, his camels, like, everything, servants and stuff. And he, and he had, like, boils all over his body during that time. So can you guys imagine, like, losing, like, your wife, your kids, um, everything you had, like, a bed, and covered in boils? Like, that's not, I, I think that would be just the worst feeling in the world. Yeah, um, and so, but you guys know the end of the story, you know, God restored him twice as much as, as much as he had, and that's just really cool to see how God, you know, had Job go through all this, like, all these trials and mountains and circumstances, but in the end, Job, like, he was, like, you know, after God, he was, like, so praying and stuff, he, you know, believed that this was gonna turn for good, and it did, and he got, like, twice as much, yeah, yeah, he did, so good. Um, 
And so I'm just going to leave you this um, that I got. When we feel like God is nowhere to be found, know this. God is one step ahead. He's leading, planning, and he's providing for our lives and our future. And so I just want to leave that with you guys, just what I've been on, just has been on my heart. Um, then I have like a whole like two and a half, three pages full of stuff that I can like share later on this summer or something. Um, but yeah, just know that God is faithful to the end and that he loves you and he wants you to prosper. He wants you to grow. He wants you to, you know, be steadfast and everything. And so, yeah, that's why that's, that's all I got. Was that? Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Lord. Lord, I just thank you for tonight, God. I just thank you for your presence, God. Thank you for your healing touch, God. Thank you for for your joy and your peace and your love, God. Lord, I just pray for anyone who um, who's here that might be on the fence about their future, whether it's, you know, job or relationship or, um, you know, finances and stuff like that. I just pray that you would just come in. You just give that you just give them peace and um, assurance that everything is in your hands, God, and that we don't need to try to make stuff happen that isn't in the right timing, God. Um, you have a plan and a future and a hope for us, God. And um, I just pray that in, in your name, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Jacob has something. Oh. Kansas. It's such a sweet name, Kansas. You're not in Kansas anymore, Levi. We're at Communitas. Okay. So this kind of relates to this weekend, too. We're going to Wisconsin. And, um, like, it's crazy because, like, I was here in 2014. Yeah. At, um, and I, at the time, like, Long story back, backtrack. So I went to Puerto Rico, was there for a summer doing missions, and then came back, and then went for a full time job again, and didn't really find that. I was working part time at Spanish Emergency School in Forest Lake, so I was driving, didn't really pay that well to like work part time and then pay for rent and all that. So I had to move home eventually. So I did, but the last weekend before I I left, I was actually here at Adam Goldstein's. Um, going away party for YWAM, and I met Karis, and it was really cool. And then I was really sad to leave, but when I left, I went home that weekend, and I was like, I'll check out my my Hispanic church again because I missed them. And we had a new pastor, and he was from Puerto Rico. And his wife, Teresita, she was from her hometown, was Arecibo, where I was staying. And, um, and it was really cool. And then and then he also he preached his message that weekend. I still have my paper and in my notes. Um, how my prison or like jail cell could be translated as can bring freedom to others. And I think it's really interesting and really um, just kind of cool that we are going to Wisconsin and like how I thought, I felt like going to Wisconsin was like kind of like a jail cell to me, but really it was it was kind of God's provision of like help me like help the Hispanic church there because um, the, even though they're Puerto Ricans they didn't speak English very really well because Puerto Rican is a Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory but not a state and the official language on the island is, is, is Spanish not English and um, 
so they could grow up learning it in school, but they never use it. And so, um, so I helped like um, their their sister Suami. I helped her get a job and like interview with that, and then like just helping like translate um, at the doctors with like Emmanuel and like different people. And so like really God used that season. Of, like I was just like I thought I was going back to like like boring home <laughs> which kind of was boring because I mean it's like in the country nothing to do <laughs> but <laughs> I mean there are people there and they are you know and but there's a lot for me to do God had a lot for me to do and that summer like I actually decided to get baptized again in Spanish and um just like to be like fully like covered for all languages <laughs> <laughs> I mean for English and Spanish um and, yeah, and just, like, looking at my Bible here, like, I just, um, ironically, like, just not to worry in, like, Matthew 7 or 6, um, or I messed it up here, but, um, and just, like, how it's been, like, from 2012, I've been, date like, dating, like, writing down things, like, and then, like, ironically, um, May of last e- of 2015, I wrote, I love Kmutas, I love Sitas, and just like how God's like been like using this ministry to bless me and to not just bless me, but bless the community and bless all of us. And He's been faithful. Um, so just some little encouragement, and like we're going to Wisconsin, and it'll be good. Um, and we just go with expectant hearts, and God will move. Um, oh, on Sunday, yes. Okay, so I got asked yesterday um, if we could, if we could go to the Hispanic church or like the Spanish-speaking church. And like, I actually I really miss my Hispanic church. Like, Pastor Manuel, like he is the best <coughs> preacher ever, like in Spanish. I mean, not like there's. I mean, every every preacher is good, <laughs> but like. He uh, <laughs> is really good and just um, very anointed. And um, and so I really missed hearing, like, um, messages in Spanish. And, like, I've been looking for a Hispanic church here, and I kind of found one, but not really. So then just, like, I'm really excited to go to that. And we're going to be able to do, like, prayer ministry. And, like, uh, Catalina, she's going there as well. And she and her and I, we met through Substance Church, um, like, two years ago. And we just like, oh yeah, so you're one too, and it'll be <laughs> it'll be awesome. <laughs> and okay, actually, um, she just uh, referred me to a job at Hardy Michael, like a it's a Hispanic organization. Um, so we'll see about that. But um, anyways, like it'll just be fun. Um, so just praise God for His work in the nations and um, all that. So I'm sorry that was. Ten minutes too long, but okay. Bye. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Emma, did you did you have anything that you wanted to share? You good, Sarah? Are you good? Okay. So, how many of you guys are aware that the enemy knows our weaknesses and he'll try to prod us? at our weaknesses to distract us and take our eyes off of Jesus. (laughs) Excuse me. 
So, um, thank you. Um, I'm a visual learner. So one time before going to bed at night, I said, God, can you just give me a dream or a vision or something just to reveal more of who you are and, um, just to show me more of your heart. And, um, one night I dreamt that I was at Como, um, in the conservatory walking around and just admiring all the beautiful plants and flowers. And, um, around like each corner there was a person like planted there like dressed up in a really scary costume um and then they would jump out at me to try to scare me and um and in the dream you know it's so real I remember I walked around the corner and there was someone just totally in a costume and just jumping out at me to scare me and it caught me off guard but um I said to them as I was walking away like God has a plan and purpose for your life. God made you. You you have a, a meaning for your existence. And I was just like speaking truth into them. And this really scary person in this costume, it was like they suddenly turned into like slow motion and they were like slowing down and their run turned into a stop and they didn't move any farther towards me. And... um I woke up. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, okay, Lord, what what on earth does that mean?" And um what the Lord said was when you speak my truth into situations that disables the enemy's schemes in that situation. So, um and that's just it really hit the nail on the head like am I speaking God's truth into situations that I'm in right now or maybe like for past situations that the enemy might try to bring up in our face or a looming situation that's upcoming. Um, so just be encouraged by speaking God's truth, God's word into whatever the situation is. And it disables the enemy's schemes and his plans. And, um, you know, we're not, God didn't leave us empty handed. We have the sword of the spirit. So like, is your sword sharp or is it dull? Like, are you using it? Are you putting it to work? Um, And same goes for me, too. Sometimes I have to consciously stop and think, okay, whoa, that's not of the Lord. Like, and then just speak God's truth and do whatever the situation is at that time. So be encouraged that really the victory is already won. I mean, Jesus is won. And um, we just have to speak scripture and God's truth into whatever situation we're in. So that's what's on my heart. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to sharing a story with you guys. I'm actually going to share two stories, and one of them happened about T-minus, what, 20 minutes ago, Levi? Um, So in driving here, um, normally I take Snelling. In fact, I always take Snelling to get here from St. Paul, and there was just this thought, take Fairview instead. So I went past Snelling, took Fairview instead, and saw Levi walking along and uh, I quick texted him. I did. It was illegal. Sorry, God. Um, as I was driving and said, do you want to ride to Commutas? I didn't hear back. I looped around, missed him again where he was because he couldn't see me, of course. So then I went around like I'm going to chase this man down. <laughs> and uh, he ended up in the parking lot over at the mall. And what had happened is he had taken the bus to get here because he really wanted to be here tonight. He took the bus um, and where it dropped him off, he was a bit confused as to where he was. And it was in the thought of, forget it, I'm just going to go into the mall, and that's where I'm going to go tonight. 
because by the time he would have walked here, he wouldn't have made it in time. And so just a little, um, I can't even, it was, it wasn't this deep Holy Spirit. It was just a thought and that I was obedient to it. And I remember back when I was learning the Lord's voice and learning to cultivate more of that. First and foremost, it started with me being hungry to want to know more and starting to ask the Lord, um, you know, teach me your voice. And he actually led me through a season in my life where in dreams, the Lord would speak to me and lead me through scenarios and I would have to obey his voice in order to um, escape a shooting or do different things. Um, there was, but it was a very intense season that he did that even in my dreams. Um, and what someone had once said was, follow your thoughts. And what you can do is um, when you're learning the Lord's voice and you're trying to cultivate that, when you get a small thought like that, just go down Fairview. Why not try? And as you get those thoughts, it may be you, it may be the Lord. If it's not something that's against God or like anti-biblical, just take a little bit of a risk and go for it. And what you will find is that as you step out in those small ways, bigger ways are going to happen. And so that was just a small thing. Again, it wasn't a big God nudge. It was just a thought. So follow those thoughts. And the other thing as you're learning to cultivate God's voice in your life, if you keep some sort of a record or journal or a, a note in your smartphone, note what what you felt, what your impression was, and what happened. And then also kind of where you were at. Were you feeling at a place of more of a connectedness with the Lord or disconnected? Because that's where you can kind of start to see was it the Lord? Was it just me? But take those chances when you have those thoughts. Um, and so a different time, I was driving um, back and forth to Wisconsin. I go back and forth all the time. My family is there. The I-94 gets pretty boring. And so I ended up um, over the years finding different ways and, and uh, country roads and things like this just to make it more interesting. I call it secret roads. They're not secret. They're paved and people live along them. But it feels better to say I took the secret roads home. And so I'm driving along my secret road, and I had passed this graveyard that I'd passed um, many different times before. And as I passed the graveyard, um, I saw a man uh, standing in the graveyard area. Drove past and uh, really felt this impression I was supposed to go back and go back and talk to him. Okay, you know, single female, man in a graveyard, doesn't always <laughs> sound like the best scenario. However, it was one of those things that as I drove further, more so into like a sense of disobedience, that, that impression, it grew. And there was peace, but there was also a lot of heart pounding going on. And I'm driving further. I'm like, I know I'm going to have to turn around. But it's when it's your delight to obey the Lord, you, you might just do it scared. And that courage starts to rise up in you. However, I'm, I'm kind of quite practical, so I just asked the Lord, well, what do you want me to say? Pretty simple. And the Lord said, just tell him you must love the person you came here to visit. Easy, right? That's no problem. So I go back and, you know, pull up into the graveyard, and I walked up to him, and I said, you must really love the person you came here to visit. And he just stared at me, thinking, oh, boy, oh, boy, because this could go down really wrong. And he just opened up and began to share that he was there to visit his son who had committed suicide. And as a parent, he had th gone through years and years of guilt because he had missed, it's like if there, he had said if there's 19 warning signs of suicide, he missed 18 of them. 
And as a parent, what he felt over these years, um, he actually was a Christian. And so then I was able to share how it was the Lord inspiring my heart. You know, I don't know what language or, if, you know, what background he had. But if you kind of say it that way, like the Lord just kind of impressing your heart, inspiring your heart to come back. That meant so much to him because it was like God waving down and saying, hey, I know this man. I know what's going on in his heart. And as he shared, he was an older man. This had happened probably 20 years previous, but he would still go back and visit his son's grave. And um, he he ended up going through so many struggles with that and also with his wife because she had this sense like she needed to stay in a place of grieving and guilt and not move forward. And as he walked deeper with the Lord, he was feeling the sense of freedom and wanted to live and delight in it, but was feeling pulled back. And so just this, I, this the idea of the Lord saying you must really love the person, it brought such a sense of freedom. We ended up talking, sitting on these gravestones, I think it was three or four hours, and just hearing that story. And again, he was like in his probably 60s, 70s. And the Lord delights to lead us, not just to the non-Christians, but to the Christians. It's exciting to follow the Lord. It could have it could have been just me or it was the Lord. But as you practice it and you get practical, the Lord wants to pour out in those situations. He is looking for those of us who will obey and stand up and say, I'll listen. I'll go. It may mess up your day. It may throw you off. You. You may not be able to keep your schedule so tightly packed that you can't have room uh, to mess things up. But I've even prayed, Lord, mess up my schedule. You know, mess it up if need be. I want to be available to do those things. And so if you just put that as your heart posture each morning, you you can know that you're going to be used by the Holy Spirit without it being a set from 7 until 9 p.m. I'm going to go out witnessing. Should we go out and share the love of the Lord? Absolutely. But God is so creative that if you're in that place, and we, we know it, but if the more we live that by way of just letting those small things happen, again, it was just a small thing with Levi. Now the one with the graveyard, of course, my heart was pounding. It was much, much um, deeper. But both ways, just follow that nudge. Follow your thoughts. Try to you know, obey those God nudges and keep track because it's, it's, it's a process that you're learning and know that it will increase because God delights to do that as he can entrust you with more things. Um, I've had, I've picked up like hitchhikers. I've, you know, there's things where if you know the Lord's voice, you can take some more calculated risks. But I do want to encourage you that um, as you've had a significant season of seeing success in that and following the Lord, you know, there's going to be maybe more situations that people would deem like that's not safe. So I just want to, you know, publicly state, um, just make sure that you have a solid track record and you really feel like you're hearing from the Lord. Um, if you're going to do something that comes off as a bit more risky or at least call someone, tell them what you're about to do to this day. There's been times where, um, can I share one more quick story? Um, I was, uh, it was a Halloween a few years ago and I ended up where I was leaving a, a church harvest party and, um, and I felt the Lord as I got in my car would say, don't leave until eight nineteen, And it was about 15 minutes until eight nineteen. It was like eight nineteen. All right. I was like, why not? Well, I can just sit in my car, text, do whatever. At least then it's legal if I'm sitting still. And at eight nineteen, turned my car on and went down the road and ended up there was a woman walking down the highway. And it was that same, you know, God nudge to go ahead and, and pick her up. Um, 
And what I did, though, just to be practical and smart, is I texted my sister quick or called her. I think I called her that time because I had to go up to the exit to turn around. I just said, I just want you to know I'm about to pick someone up. Here's where I am. So there is still a way to be a stewardship yeah. of your safety yeah. and be wise yeah. and, and whatnot because if someone's – there's drugs, there's, you know, there's things to be involved. But um, when I picked her up, I, I just turned to her and said – um, what's going on? Like, I'm just thinking, where's your car? Why are you walking down a highway? It's raining. It's Halloween. And she just said, I've lost all hope. And I just was able to just encourage her, got to pray with her. We stayed in contact, went out for coffee. Um, so you just never know how the Lord, so be available, follow the, the nudges, keep track, cultivate that and put that heart posture out where every day with an expectation, I expect that God's going to speak to me. I expect that he's going to lead me to do fun things. I expect that he's going to lead me to do some uncomfortable things, right? Because it's pretty full circle if God's leading you to do all of those. So don't be afraid if your heart's pounding, if you're supposed to do it, just do it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Just real quick, what are a couple of things that stuck out to you guys about the things that were just shared? Anyone? Anyone have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Kat, do you want to just, okay. Okay. Anyone have any thoughts about what Kat shared or anyone? Yeah. Followed God. Mm-hmm. Levi, did, did you have anything? Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is good. How cool is that? And forgive me because I was the one who missed Levi's call, so he was probably calling me. And, and the, yeah, so God's got my back. So... Yeah. Just to, along the same lines of what Kat was saying, sometimes when you don't do it, God will go to option B and C, and sometimes it's not someone who's as prepared for the thing as you are, and they may not be able to minister as effectively, but God will go to B and C if you don't do it sometimes. And, you know, I've, I've, I've seen that happen where, like, tell me to talk to somebody and I won't and then some other person that you know believes in a slightly skewed of, of of issues of the gospel and then like mm-hmm. I'm like I can't now interrupt and like correct <laughs> but like I wish I had spoken back then yeah. yeah good yeah yeah something that just stuck out to me out of everything that was shared it seemed that you know the Lord, it was evident that the Lord was partnering with them in yeah. some way and activating the gifts that he had placed inside them. And this is kind of what I'm wrapping up with as we're getting ready to close here, that I really believe, as I was even driving in tonight, that the Lord was saying that there is a new, almost a renewal of a form of partnership that he wants to commit with all of us. And it reminds me of just a few weeks ago, I'm watching my dad, um, I'm getting home and he's stacking wood on the side of our house. And I had an invitation from my dad to join him in the cutting of the wood and stacking it. And I kind of, I feel like the Lord was showing me that's like in the same way that he operates too. You know, it wasn't just like God was just saying, or my dad was saying, you know, hey, just come here and stand me, stand and watch me cut wood. I mean, that's not any fun. I mean, he could have totally done it by himself, but there was an invitation for me to join and partake 
in the in, in what yeah. he was doing and i feel like that's the same way god is wanting to to do do that with us when you see god operating throughout the nations and you see him at work there's an invitation from him personally to you to us saying this is what i'm doing do you want to partake in it and the prayer that we have to ask is god will you allow us and will we be willing to, to partake and allow ourselves to, to submit to your will and allow ourselves to be uh, trained and equipped and activated as, as you continue to operate and partner up with you. So that's just kind of, it was so cool to hear all of that because it's just a prime example of how there is nothing that separates you from any of the stories that are told that no one in here can do the exact same thing. Everyone here is qualified to do that. You know, you know, Tony has an example of how he's standing in belief for healing and for his future. Sarah is uh, shared about how not letting those past experiences and those things that are try to, you know, cling up from the past, grab a hold of you. Kansas was sharing about the connections that the Lord has given to her and the doors that are being opened for her. And Kat was sharing about just obedience to the Lord, you know, and that is just something where... The Lord is wanting so bad to use all of us in so many different ways. There's so many things that he's placed in each and every one of you that he's wanting to train you and equip you and to rise you up, whether it's a leader in your community, whether it's the leader of your household, whether it's being sent out. Some of you are going to be sent out to the nations to prophesy the good news of Jesus Christ. And it's one of those things where the Lord just wants to come alongside of us and, and to really just show the plans that he has for us. Like Tony was saying, Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. That is one of the most true, all the verses in the Bible are true, but that is something that you can take with and run with it. Yeah. Knowing that the Lord, you know, no matter where it's at, you might be sitting in a cubicle or you might be, you know, pumping gas or you might be walking from Harmar to Communitas, right? <laughs> But that doesn't mean that God does not have this place that he's calling you into this greater destiny. And so I just wanted to encourage um, all of us with that. And, and what I'd really like us to do is um, I'm going to pray. Um, and then we're going to uh, break up into groups and just really talk about the words that have been shared tonight. And just if you feel like, you know, that you're uncertain about your future or you feel like there's those things from the past that are trying to grab a hold of you. Um, if you feel like that you're a connector, but you just don't know where to go or who to connect with. Or if you feel like that you're having, you know, trouble hearing the Lord's voice or if you're saying personally, hey, this is for me. You know, this is something that I want to experience and I've never experienced um, that before. We want to pray with you and we also want to pray and support each other. Um, and, and stand in belief for the plans and promises that God has for us. So um, I'm just going to pray, and then we'll break into small groups. And then uh, Tony, Kansas, Emma, Sarah, Kat, and I will be um, available. If, if anything that we shared stuck out to you and you want to pray with us, we'd be more than happy to. Nate and Paul will be available too, and Karen. So um, Jesus, we thank you for the words that were shared tonight, God. We thank you for the plans and the purposes and the destiny that you're calling us all into, Lord. And I just speak to everyone, the hearts and the minds of everyone in this room right now, God, that you would continue to, to take us to a deeper level 
of being able to clearly hear your voice, God, we, um, that you would take us to a, a, a deeper level of intimacy, um, a deeper level of worship like we experienced tonight, God. And I just thank you, God, that you are a God that loves to give good gifts. You are a father who loves to give good gifts. You are a God who likes to train and equip and that you are a God who stands on our behalf. God, we thank you for just everything that you do. We thank you that you're a God who never sleeps or slumbers, but you're always operating throughout the nations, God. And we just agree with the plans and purposes that you have, and we agree with the, the things that you're doing in our communities, and we say yes in wanting to join up with those plans and purposes, God. I thank you for the obedience and the willingness of everyone in this room to, to be sent out. I thank you that it's the desire of everyone in this room's, um, uh, that, uh, that it's their desire, God, to be in your will. And I just thank you for the destiny that you've placed on every single individual here. We thank you for the testimonies that will arise in the coming seasons of time for those, for those who are saying yes and being sent out. And I just thank you for the plans and purposes of everyone here. We just give glory to your name, God, because you're worthy. We give you the honor because you deserve it. And we thank you, Jesus, for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jacob and Tony, for leading tonight. Um, guys did a great job. And let's hear it for the ladies of Communitas for sharing tonight. Awesome job, ladies. Way, way to represent for, for, for the, the female contingent, there's a bunch of ladies going on the trip, which is awesome. Um, so we're excited about that. And I'm just going to do a benediction for you, and then we'll finish for tonight. Um, we're going to pray, uh, talk and pray in groups, as Jacob said. But also, I would really encourage people to come up and get prayer ministry um, from the folks who are going on the trip um, for two reasons. One, they could use a little more experience in praying for people and doing prayer ministry. And so you could help them, and by helping them, help the whole community by coming forward to get prayer. And so that would be awesome. Second of all, getting prayer is awesome. Amen. And I shouldn't have to explain that too much. Um, and, and we do a lot of kinds of prayer here. There's a lot of kinds of prayer. We do most of them. And, and one of them is coming up to a person or two people and just saying, pray for me. Maybe there's a specific thing, or maybe there isn't. Um, I like to get prayer like that all the time. Like Pretty much every chance I get, I get prayed for, and I've never regretted it once in my whole life. So I would encourage you to come up and get prayer. They'll be here or maybe some out here, too, since we, so we don't clog the, the tiny thoroughfare. So did you have something to share, Paul? Do it. Why don't you share, and then you can benedict us when you're done. Okay. <laughs> Not Arnold. More like so I wear short-sleeved and, short and shorts, and I'm sitting back there freezing. <laughs> that isn't what I wanted to share, though. What I wanted to share is something happened tonight that hasn't happened for weeks. When we started at 7, you were here. That hasn't happened one time in several months. And if you notice, the worship was strong. It was strong tonight. And one of the reasons, one of the reasons was that we started right off with worship. We started, we, we were moving into worship right away. You might think that it's a little thing to make a commitment to be on time. But when everyone does it, and we were this this was full at seven o'clock, 
and we had, we had most of the people here. N Nate and I talked about that today on the way home from a meeting, and we talked about how sometimes people are casual about when they'll come. And I said, you think it we should send out a letter? We wondered if we should send something to you to say it would mean a lot to us. Bec I asked him, does it hurt you when you start at 7 and there are five people? He said, yes, it's very difficult. I said, it's very difficult for me. And we talked about it, and then it happened tonight that almost all of you, what? God heard us. God heard us. And so I want to say thank you. The worship was powerful. It was very moving. And it wasn't, it wasn't disconnected from the commitment. And so I am going to send the letter. I have Nathan, uh, uh, Kate. Pardon? Did we? I, I, we all prayed for it. That's another thing that happened. We had, a, we had one of the most special prayer meetings we've had in months because we had a group there. Sometimes I am praying alone. Sometimes from 6 to 6.45, I'm the only one there. Tonight there were seven, and it was a very special time. So I'd like to ask you if that's a possibility that you come at 6 and pray. If you, some can't. We understand that. I'm, I'll expect, if three there, I'm ready to pray. But thank you for coming on time, and I think I'll send it to those who aren't here tonight and say I'd appreciate it. We'd appreciate it if you come on time because it's going to be getting more and more powerful, these meetings. At w they're ramping up. Thank you. Absolutely. If people aren't healed tonight, within the next few weeks, it's going to happen because it got very strong tonight. So be anticipating that. Be praying for it. You're going to experience healing if you need healing. God's going to touch you. And that's going to propel us into a season, a long season, I would say years, of a revival season of God moving in the neighborhood, moving in the Twin Cities, bringing people here to get touched by the Spirit of God, and then going to the nation, some of them. So receive the blessing of the Lord. And you, re you really can receive it. You know, some, some of you just like to pull your hands out. You don't have to, but that's one way just to catch this as it comes your way now. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.